Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. One. Welcome back to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset podcast and YouTube video with me, Johnny Pardo. So today I've got a guest appearance, Jen. My friend Jen is joining us today. So thank you, Jen, for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's brilliant to talk to you um, across the seas and um, have you giving some contribution to our listeners to them. We're going to get such value. So thank you so much. So Jen is a, is a mum. She's been sober for almost three years. Congratulations, Jen. That's an amazing achievement in terms of not <laughs> going for that long. Um, that must have been the challenge. She's lost 70 pounds. Uh, she's divorced, but she works hard on mindset and loves inspiring others uh, to help them get out of being stuck and show them that anything is possible in life. So that's a really, really good um, insight from Jen. But Jen, would you like to say a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your story, um, where you've come from and where you are now? I mean, okay, so like you said, I mean, my name is Jen, and um, right now I am a single stay-at-home mom. I live here in Colorado, and I have been sober for almost three years, and so it's just been, um, it's been quite the journey for sure. Like, I mean, my story, I would say, starts back a little longer than three years ago, maybe about like five or six years ago. Um, I was, you know, really felt really stuck in life. I was a waitress. I was a new mom. I was depressed. I was overweight and I would, you know, kind of just like mask my pain and, and, and in alcohol, I would, I would drink every single night and, um, I lived on autopilot pretty much. So I would wake up in the morning, hungover. I would go to work. I would come home from work, I would do the mom thing, and then I would start drinking, I'd pass out and do the same thing every single day. And, and it sucked, like, um, I didn't feel like I was growing, I didn't feel like I was, you know, just, I just felt really stuck in life, my marriage was, was just not good, and I felt very alone, and, um, and it was hard, and so that's kind of where I was five, six years ago. And it wasn't until I like really hit like a threshold where I pretty much said like, I don't know what need, I don't know what I need to do, but what I'm doing is not working. Something has to change because I, I just wanted to feel happy and, um, and I didn't feel happy at the time. And that's all I really wanted to do was feel happy. And I, and I hit my threshold and finally decided like things started to needed to change. And there was actually one day in particular where um, somebody would, he came into the diner that I worked at and he basically offered me an opportunity to talk to him. He said, Jen, when you're, he used to always say to me, Jen, when you're ready to change your life, come talk to me. And for seven years, I turned him down with a smile on my face, even though I was 
so stuck and hurting inside. I think that like, I just didn't want to admit that I needed help or admit that I had a problem or anything like that. So he would always say to me, Jen, when you're ready to change your life, come talk to me. And I was always like, no, 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 I'm good. And then um, one morning he came in and I think he could see, you know, my face and I, you know, it, it was the day that I need, I, I was ready. And so he's like, are you ready to talk? And I basically threw my hands up in the air and I said, whatever you have to say, just tell me because I, I need help and I don't know what I'm doing. So like, let's talk. And it was, it was, I think the one first, it was the one day that like looking back was the first time I like actually said yes to myself and was open to receiving help. And so that was one day that I think changed my life. And that day kind of pretty much started this journey that I've been on for the last five and a half years. That's how it started. Mm. Yeah. And uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So kind of um, obviously this this man was quite sounded like quite persistent and caring uh, in a way. So that's obviously really, really good that you did, did respond um, to that, that help. So you mentioned about being on autopilot mode a little bit and perhaps habits or doing things, routines that didn't actually serve you. Was, were there things, was it a case that you were, you were conscious things weren't helping you or were, or were you not conscious of some things that weren't help, weren't serving you? I mean, at that time, I I knew that the things I was doing wasn't necessarily serving me, but at the same time, it was almost like, it. I mean, I cared, but it was like I didn't care because I cared more about escaping than I cared about changing anything. Um, so like I would at nighttime when I would start drinking, like, like I knew it wasn't, I knew it wasn't good. I knew I shouldn't be doing it, but at the time, like I didn't really care because it made me happier. What I thought, I thought it made me happier to escape the pain in that way, the pain that I was feeling inside, as opposed to dealing with it, you know, dealing with it was just too much, too hard. You know, I would have had to take a hard look at myself and I just wasn't ready for that. So, so I knew, I knew what I was doing wasn't necessarily serving me. It wasn't serving my marriage. It wasn't serving my son, but I had such low self-worth that I, the drinking is what made me feel better and I didn't care so I would do it mm. and yeah I mean for myself I've definitely been there when I've kind of been through uh, we all got different situations but kind of like the drinking when I've had sort of like nights out going through rough times and then just quite frankly binge drinking um, with friends and just to kind of like get away problems um, which kind of temporarily was felt on top of the wall but then the next day or uh, the end of the night was kind of a complete come down and it's like twice as bad. So um, yeah, for, you know, thanks for sharing that. I guess it's 
you I think what you're saying was the change seemed like it was too much of a, a big thing to do um whereas kind of some of the things you were doing you you felt like they weren't serving you but they gave you a temporarily temporary good fix would that be accurate to say yeah I mean it was like I was depressed about the things I was doing so you know it's like you, you wake up in the morning feeling like crap and you're regretting everything from the night before and you're just so down on yourself and you're, you, you're saying all these negative things in your head, you know, all these negative thoughts and then you start going on with your day and then by the time nighttime comes around again, it's like you just start drinking again, even though you know you're going to wake up in the morning feeling like crap. Um, you just start doing it. And like, that was the autopilot thing for me. It was just this toxic cycle that I was in. And so the day that that man was at the diner and he was like offering me some help. The first time I, I said yes to myself, opening to listening to what somebody had, you know, to say and had to offer me, like, that's not the day that I got sober, but that was the day that I just decided to start doing something different. And the day that I started to have a little bit belief that there might be, you know, that change is possible for me. Um, and also too, but even before that day, like before I got that belief that like, that like I could change things, it was almost like I had this belief that, you know, this is just the way life is. You know, this is just what people do. People are just, we're just miserable. We go to work, we, we escape from our problems and like, that's just it. And so once I like started having this belief that, you know, things could change and I didn't know what the changes were gonna look like. All I, all I did was like, I threw my hands up in the air and basically kind of said like, yes to hope, like, there's hope for me because I see it from the guy that offered me help. He had been sober for 30 years. He was happy. He had time freedom. He had a lot of money. He traveled all the time. He inspired people. He had the life that I wanted and I turned him down for seven years before I was open to hearing anything that he had to say. I was, you know, skeptical, but I also, you know, did wasn't open to receiving anything. So, so that's basically what happened. And then once I, once I st opened up to him and started, you know, what happened was, is that I, you know, it first started because I started, I said yes to him and I started intentionally consciously going and hanging out where he was hanging out and surrounding myself with his people and feeling just a little bit inspired by hanging out with people that were doing different things in life because my people were drinking all the time and miserable and working nine to fives and partying on the weekends and like those were all my people so when I when I started intentionally going and hanging out with him and his people, I felt inspired even more in my belief, knowing that like, okay, it's possible, you know, just keep hanging out with these people. And I think that's one of the first things, like the first steps towards change 
is surrounding yourself with people that inspire you and that have what you want. Um, Cause you know what they say, it's like you, you are who you hang out with the five people you hang out with, like though, that's who you are too. And so if you're, if you're hanging out with a bunch of drunks, you're going to be a drunk. If you're hanging out with a bunch of people who are miserable and complaining all the time, well, you're probably miserable and complaining all the time too. So I think that was really the first step was just surrounding myself with different people. Yeah. I love what you're saying about your, your environment. It's definitely key. And it's, you know, it's, you can, you can have different friends in different areas, but I found from my own personal experience and what I try to talk to listeners and clients is about looking who they're making sure they've got that good network group or group of people that they can find who are going to like push them, whether it's a mentor or coach or whether it's a group of people you go to an event with and they can kind of inspire you. But it sounds like your your kind of your belief shift was was one of the things that really got you you going and the belief that you as you said change was possible and that really helped you um because before you didn't believe it and that that belief um so it kind of shifted from putting your hands up I guess you you were in a place you wanted to reach out you were when you're in a lot of this is enough right I've had enough of this I need to just change something um and often we we kind of make the change usually when we're at a certain point um or just we get the inspiration to do so but it sounds like you're at a point where it's just i need to make change right now um so yeah you know you know thank goodness you did and um coming up almost three years sober as well that's incredible um and what what do you say that man was 30 30 years sober or was it he was at the time, I mean, this was about five or six years ago. So right now I think he's about 30, 31 years sober. I could be off a couple of years. He's one of my, like my mentors and my really amazing awesome. friends. I like, I love him dearly and I should know the exact year, but I don't, but it's like 30 years. Like it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. No, that is great. And um, yeah, very inspired by, um, you know, the amount you've done. So that's great. And the changes you've seen physically and uh, mentally, I guess, in your life sound really, really um, positive. So just talking, looking at self-taught, you kind of covered a couple of things uh, I was going to talk to you about, but your, your self-talk when you're in a place of th this place of kind of when you believe change couldn't be possible as opposed to where you are now, what was your, what's your self-talk like to yourself when you believe change wasn't possible? I mean, were you on your back constantly? Uh, were you just like slating yourself for things? Yeah, when, when I was, when I didn't have any belief, when I was feeling depressed all the time, like I know that the thoughts that were going on in my head was like, why am I not good enough? Like, why it was a lot of like questions like my self like self-worth questions why am I not good enough why doesn't anybody you know like me <laughs> why you know I don't I mean honestly the questions I used to ask myself I think that was like made the main one was like why am I not good enough I used to always feel that way with my husband why am I not good enough I used to always feel that way at work when my boss would, you know, be a dick, I, you know, 
why am I not good enough? You know, I'm trying so hard here. Like, why am I not good enough? Like, and it was just, it was a lot of why am I not good enough? And it's, yeah. um, it's, it sounds like some of those questions you're asking yourself kind of led to bad responses. And obviously, um, as, as a couple of people we both follow, uh, talk about, um, you know, your questions determine your answer and therefore that impacts on how you're feeling about your yourself. So I guess that those kind of questions were leading you to a lack of self-worth at the time and not feeling so good. Uh, but compared to where, like looking where you are now, do you find yourself um, asking yourself better questions and do you find yourself speaking to yourself in a much better way now? I definitely speak to myself much better now. Um, I don't usually ask myself negative questions. And if a negative question mm. goes through my mind or pops up in my head, I'm, I definitely am more conscious of what's going on up here. So if I start, if, if a negative thought comes into my mind, like I'm pretty good at flipping the switch pretty quickly. Um, and awareness. Yeah. awareness for sure. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't really happen that often. Like, like I can't really remember a recent time where I've, you know, spent more than, I don't know, not even maybe 10, 15 minutes feeling down on myself because I'm, I'm pretty conscious now about saying like, you know, I'm just, I don't have that feeling of like, I'm not good enough anymore because I do believe now that I, I am good enough and I have a lot more understanding about other people and their perspectives. And, and it, I just don't let, you know, stuff like that get, I don't let other people get me down like they used to. Um, and so the thought, the thoughts that go, I mean, my new primary question, the, the last one that I wrote is how can I shine light onto myself and others even more than I already do now? So like, to me, that means, and I know it's kind of long and how can I shine light onto myself and others even more than I already do now? To me, that means I am good enough. You know, how can I be even better and how can I help more people? That's pretty much my new primary question. Um, and then the one, my other new primary question that I just recently came up with that I've been thinking a lot about too. So I'll just throw it in there. It's, um, does this feel like love? Uh -huh. so. Two great primary questions there. I, I love it. And um, I'm glad you brought up primary questions as well, because um, consciously putting questions for us to ask ourselves gets our brain thinking in in a different way as well rather than like you said what's why am I not good enough or another one people ask is what's wrong with me or what have I done wrong or, or what what's going to go wrong today and things like that because if we wake and it's very common with kind of like if we're not careful and conscious of the information we're taking in and our habits like you mentioned about autopilot mode for us to ask ourselves like bad questions so the fact you've got those those primary questions are fantastic like the one you mentioned about how can i shine light more in the emphasis that you already do but how you do it even more so i really really like that one um 
my one was um, how can I get from my head to my heart even more um, as, as a kind of my own one because like I sometimes get caught up in my own sort of like mind and I realized that so I was getting more into kind of uh, the heart and kind of giving to people coming from that place so I love what you shared as well um, and if if anyone's kind of not familiar with a primary question it's it's basically the the main question you're asking yourself on a consistent basis uh, that we're not even consciously aware of that we're asking sometimes um, so kind of developing good questions to yourself at the start of the day can be a really good one even when you're asking out there's one exercise where and I know Jen you're a big fan of like Putting, putting stuff about and having you know positive um, affirmations and quotes and stuff like that which is really good to get your brain to look out for it but I, I read also that having questions in front of you is quite an effective way as well um, and then just saying okay what am I going to answer that so I'd advise anyone to sort of art, think of some a couple of good questions they can ask like Jen's examples were brilliant um, that you can start asking yourself early on. So yeah, thanks so much for sharing those those questions, and um, that that's that's been really useful um, from your point of view. How that shifted your yourself your self talk as well. So that's useful. Um, so you 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 mentioned about I just wanted to kind of touch on some of the things that got you into a better place. You've obviously already told us a little bit about it. So there was finding this man and surrounding yourself in that environment whereby people were uplifting they were inspirational you weren't perhaps surrounding yourself with negative people who perhaps had bad habits didn't you serve you saw some good things were there perhaps maybe like two or three good habits that you developed from these good from these people that kind of helped rise you up and get that kind of positive mindset even more and more yeah I mean I think so I was you know, they inspired me to like start dreaming and to dream bigger and, and that belief, but some of the couple, you know, the habits that I developed in the very beginning were, you know, one thing was, and specifically they were like, you need, you, you need to clean up your social media. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. And so they, they basically told me, you know, every morning post an inspirational quote and and so I was like okay like okay so I made the decision pretty early on that every morning when I got up I was going to post an inspirational quote on my social media and it's funny because I look at my memories now from like five years ago and those inspirational quotes are all in my memories and and it yeah and so it's just kind of funny to see those but looking back, I can see what that was do what that was doing was, I would wake up in the morning, and I would be hungover. And instead of laying in bed, feeling depressed and feeling like a shitty mom, and feeling, you know, regretting things, I would immediately get on my phone and start looking through inspirational quotes to pick one out for my social media. I love this. And what happened was, you know, I didn't know at the time, but now looking back, I can see that, you know, I'd wake up in the morning and I was changing my focus from all the shit in my life to looking at inspirational quotes. And like, I think that's one thing that kind of started training my brain 
to, you know, think more positive, look for the good. And it's funny because the quotes, you know, you're picking out a quote and when you're doing it, when you're first starting change, like you don't necessarily believe what you're, re what you're reading and you don't believe the quotes totally, but they sound good. And, and you're like, okay. And you post them. And now looking back on these quotes, I can see like, you know, for instance, you are who you hang out with. Like even that one, you know, the five people you surround yourself with five years ago, when I was posting those quotes, like I didn't necessarily know how much of an impact, like it really is, but I was posting the quote five years ago. Um, because it made me feel excited, <laughs> but I didn't, but I didn't know that it was, it was so impactful, you know, really. So anyways, it was a lot of like, it, that's how it started was just changing my focus from shit to more positive thinking, just right in the morning that led to a gratitude journal shortly after. So I would get up in the morning, I would post my inspiration, I would look through all the inspirational quotes, I would post one on my social media, and then I would pick up a gratitude journal, and I would write 10 things that I was grateful for, and I would write down three people that I wanted to send love to. And um, at the time, my son was three years old. And so I made it kind of fun. And so he, I would also ask him, you know, what are you grateful for? And so he would say silly things like Paw Patrol and dinosaurs, you know, that kind oh. of stuff, but it was just fun. And so, I mean, it really just got our minds like, like shifting from the shit to the good. And, and I think that's what really started, you know, my training my mind is kind of, I guess the word I'm using right now, but like training my mind in that way. And so even now I'm very conscious about, you know, you know, my life isn't perfect. There's, you know, but I don't focus on everything that's missing. And I don't focus on what I'm lacking. Like my focus is on, you know, what's going right and the people that I love and, you know, all of that. So like, that's the beginning was just change, changing my focus. And then I would say like the second thing that, that, that group of people really inspired me to do, that was like a major, a major help in my life was they pushed me to step out of my comfort zone and, um, oh, kind of over and over and over again. And for me, stepping out of my comfort zone was not only posting on social media every day, but it started with live, uh, live Facebook videos because when they first started was about four years ago when Facebook started letting us do live videos. And I remember the first time I did it, I was terrified. I sat in front of the button for like two hours and I didn't want to push the button, but one of my mentors was like, Jen, just push the button, just do it. And I was like, no, no. And she was like, just do it. And so I finally, I did it. I did a live video and I ended up doing a live makeup tutorial and I had no idea what I was doing. I was terrified. Um, I don't, but after the video, like, I don't, it did, wasn't the best video, but afterwards I was like, I was so proud of myself 
because I was like, yeah, I did it. Like I did a live video, like, yay. I was so excited. And, um, and I, and I kind of kept doing those. And every time I would do one, I was terrified, like terrified. And then I would do it and I would feel this kind of this high afterwards. And looking back, I can see that what that was doing, it was, it was really helping me build up my confidence and my belief in myself. And just, you know, because, you know, when you do things that you don't, you're scared to do, or you, you don't believe you can do, and then you do them and you're, you know, proud of yourself, like celebrate it. Like I'd celebrate every single one. And I think that's one other thing that like, it helped me build up my confidence and my belief in myself. Um, and I was, it was just slowly over time. I was just doing that slowly over time. And I think, you know, between surrounding myself with more positive people and building up, you know, changing my mindset and my focus and pushing myself to step out of my comfort zone. I think those are big factors in what led me to finally be strong enough to make the decision to get sober and say, I'm doing it this time. I can do it. I'm worth it. I'm so done with the alcohol. I mean, if that's what we're talking about here, like that's what led me up to that. And, and I think it was those things that led me to be able to make that decision with confidence and to stick with it and just be like, I'm just done with it. Like my, this is not the life that I want. The alcohol, it can't be a part of it and it's no longer serving me. So it needs to go. <laughs> Love it. Love, love what you've said there. So many golden nuggets in terms of the, the inspirational quotes and the, the gratitude journal. Love what you said about that. Um, and then also just talking about coming out of your comfort zone as well and taking a step because, uh, I, I mean, for me personally, and I, I guess from what you're saying, you feel similar is that when you, when you do something that scares you even a little bit, you just get that feeling of, I've done the, I've had the courage to do that. And I always emphasize to people that, you know, everyone has fear. It's just about how you deal with it, even if you have to break it down into smaller things sometimes. Um, and that's, that can really, really build up like going from sometimes we think fear and doing something out of comfort zones, like being scared of public speaking, they're talking in front of a thousand people. You know, that's just not <laughs> doable, but it might be just making a little Facebook live um obviously not that you uh, necessarily have to be going towards a thousand people but just doing those little things that scare you i love love that because it builds that trust in yourself and that belief that you are capable and also love what you touched on about celebration um so often missed by human beings uh but when we do something wrong it's so easy to criticize ourselves, which is the wrong way around um so love what you're saying celebration because it's also uh Joseph McClendon, who I, I follow quite a lot in some of his groups from uh, some of uh, Tony's events, as we, we were talking about, um, he's always on about praising yourself speeds up and reinforces you to do something again. So I'm so glad you were celebrating as well. So as daft as it sounds to say, well done, Jen, or well done, Johnny, it's something that is silly not to do in a way. So um, yeah, so I'm so glad you've shared those. Um, so this sounds like quite a few bits and I've been writing down Right, I need to post more inspirational quotes. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna post some gratitude. I do gratitude, but just I'm picking stuff out here. So thank you for sharing. The 
the kind of the last thing I wanted to touch on, and it's been such a valuable conversation, is the your non-negotiables now. What would you say? And some of these maybe may have been answered previously, but what would you say were like maybe the couple of few things you feel like are non-negotiables on a regular basis for you to keep you in a good place? Non-negotiables to keep me in a good place. Um, well, I, I'm just, I am really conscious about, um, about not, I'm conscious about who I hang out with and the information that I take in. Um, I'm, I'm conscious about, about when I hear people talking or I hear, hear things, who, not looking at who that's coming from um, and not taking things personally. Um, I, I don't like to be around people that complain all the time and that are, you know, stuck in their victim story. Um, I'm pretty conscious about setting boundaries, but also like, I also am very conscious about, about loving and not, not judging people for where they're at, but just trying to have more under, being understanding, um, but also setting my boundaries so it doesn't get me down. Because like, I, I know that like my mindset and what, what I'm focused and where I'm going, like that's the most important thing to me. So just, I just, I would say not like non-negotiables. I mean, I don't really, I don't know if I have a ton of non-negotiables. Like mm. I just, I don't want to put myself in situations that like, I just don't want to be in. <laughs> um, mm. I don't, I don't hang out with people that I don't want to hang out with. I, when my ex-husband and I, you know, have to see each other when we're doing things with my son, like the things that he says, like, I just don't, don't take it personally anymore. And um, I don't know. <laughs> Brilliant. I don't no, know that, if any of that made sense. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's, um, it's some very, some very clear um, guidelines, thanks, Jens, around the, <laughs> around the information we're taking in, around the people we're hanging out with, and just being conscious in general um, of what you're doing. So I think that's really, really important. And like, you touched on really early in the conversation about uh, you are on this autopilot mode of not even, you know, perhaps less conscious than you are now and realizing being able to identify when things aren't serving you now. So that's definitely some fantastic um, words we can, we can leave people with. So thank you for that. Well, Jen, really appreciated your time today and your value in terms of what you've given, given us in terms of the mindset and some little, little things to, get us into that good place, especially if sharing very vulnerably your, your story when you weren't in such a, a good place to where you are now. And I know you, you go out in the world and you share that regularly. So thank you so much for sharing that. And obviously if you're listening, um, you can obviously listen and hear from what Jen said today, uh, listen to 
the episodes, but make sure you're filling in, well, putting in good information into your head on a regular basis, because um, if you're not, you know, it's not going to, you're not going to feel as good and not have that mindset. So that's what I'd uh, kind of like to leave today with. Now, uh, Jen, if um, anyone wants to follow you, um, where's the best place? Well, I do most of all of my stuff on Facebook. I, I'm on other platforms too, but like Facebook is where you'll find me hanging out at the most. And so my name on Facebook is Jen with two N's and then Lockhart, L-O-C-K-H-A-R-T. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, well, thank you, Jen. Thank you for being with us today. So um, we'll wrap it up there and I'll leave, I'll leave that uh, for people to have a look at. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing us and for being so inspirational to us all. So um, thank you for listening as well, everyone. And I'll catch you in the next episode.